0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of High School, Not So Much Musical. This is the fir- third and final part in the three-part series with Will and Matthew from Blue State Conversations, where we dealt into what exactly critical race theory is and what is the response from it by both the left and the right. Stay tuned for that right after this. This is High School Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitinjala Dhanqi and Ayush Agarwal. Yeah, and that's when it kind of really becomes important to understand what your rights are, what they're limited to, why you can't just like expand them to pretty much anything that you want. Um, and. Yeah, uh, I think that's really excellent explanation. So um, I think the next thing I wanted to talk about was kind of this whole idea of um, critical race theory, because we, we kind of touched on that earlier with um, the new governor the new governor of Virginia. And I kind of wanted to get into, you know, Nathan was telling me this morning that he didn't exactly understand what it was, what, what exactly is critical race theory uh so if you all could like kind of delve into that a bit just explain what exactly it is and why why are conservatives upset about it and then why is there kind of that like um hypercritical stance on the liberal side where they're kind of saying hey uh we don't teach it in schools but at the same time like conservatives can't stop us from teaching it in schools if you could talk a little bit more about that i think that'd be great
1: Sure. Well, William, mean, if you want to go ahead and take that, you start okay. off.
2: Well, I, I'm, you are the political science uh, major between the two of us, so I actually thought you'd probably do a better oh, job. Oh yeah, at no, I can definitely go
1: ahead. I just wanted to ask you. cuz sometimes I like to hear myself talk too. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then I'll stop you partway through if oh, necessary.
1: Good. I'll just um, cut you off. So, critical research. So the just to address the whole, we don't teach it in school things it's that that's a semantic argument um the accusation from conservatives is that the tenets of critical race theory are being taught in schools it's Let's not start with the tenets <laughs> right so it's not that people are it's not that like somebody's walking into the room holding up a book and it's and it says you know module one critical there's race no bible
2: theory. on critical right. race theory as it pertains to there's a class and it's labeled this yeah. is critical race theory 101
1: right and, and that's so, why you
2: can't Ban it and like in quotes you can't like ban it but it's it's discussed by by teachers and professors in many other ways sorry
1: so yeah but exactly that's so that's the accusation and in terms of if you're left-wing and you're saying well we don't do that or you know the comparable is there is no such thing as a white supremacy course in, in the united states no one is teaching white supremacy 101 right there's no intro to white supremacy advanced white supremacy none of that exists the accusation from liberals is that the tenets of white supremacy are put in through the courses that we study, through what sort the of way we learn history, what events are learned, all that sort of thing. That's the accusation made by liberals. So, if, if you're a liberal and you're listening to this, this is simply the conservative or conservative argument back at you. Um, but to get into cr- critical race theory, so critical race theory is a started out as a legal theory. Um, there was there's a bunch of different authors and it had its start the idea was that the legal system could be viewed through a racial lens That the development of the the legal system the way that we we write laws and implement laws can be viewed in that way it has a marxist background um in terms of critical theory right now the problem is in america um Marxist thinking on terms of the oppressors being the rich and the oppressed being the poor, um, doesn't work very well. The reason is, is there's so much income mobility in the United States that who's rich one year is not the same group the next year. Who's poor one year is typically not the same group as the next year. There's plenty of studies. Um, I believe the, the, the Brookings Institute, if you, you know, they have there, if you do these three things, then you've got a 75% chance of being middle-class, you know, so they, they, There's a lot of proof out there to say, Hey, if you simply apply yourself and you make some good decisions in life, you'll typically be well off or comfortable in America. That's typically so the Marxist Marxist critique did not work there. However, what a lot of people noticed is, Hey, if we take the Marxist critique of oppressor and oppressed, but we just weren't identifying the correct oppressor and oppressed the correct ones are based on race. And you can find a lot of uh, sort of support for this, right? You know, you get your Jim Crow laws, there's a lot of, um, there's been a lot of racial policies enacted in the United States that are not good. So there's a lot of that. So the idea is that we can view that. Um, depending on your critical race theory writer, you'll get a sort of different view on things. Um, there's a lot of different tenants, a lot of it is storytelling. Um, telling your story is what's important. Um, so it's really, so it's not just like, it's not like, hey, here's the standard and everybody measures up to the standard. It's more about your story. Um, that That's a big, big deal. So when you read a lot of critical race theory, it, it reads almost like a food blog where they tell you this long story about their grandmother and how she came over and she f- she met this man. And then they, they had like a kid uh, on the side and that's where she learned how to make um, Pappardelle. Right, That it, it reads kind of like that. So there's the story- storytelling aspect and then they get into a lot of, you have to know, like they, they will teach you about how your race impacts your decision-making, it impacts history. It impacts how you interact with the world. Um, it's very popular with Intersectionalist for this reason. Uh, and so depending, on, so Delgado is one of the, he's one of the main writers. Uh, you remember his, I mean, just, like, his full name escaped my my head real, real quick. Oh yeah, uh, Gene Stephanet. Stefan, I believe it's Gene Stefan sick, Steve Stefanik and Richard Delgado. So the critical race theory, the cutting edge, that's kind of one of the big, that's kind of the big, they're, they're, they're kind of the big founders. Um, so it, it is a study of, it is a legal theory that is important. They are correct when they say it's a legal theory. Problem is it's been taken and started to apply to how you educate people. You're supposed to educate people by thinking through how their race affects things. This is where you get, these classes where people are saying hey you know you're white therefore you you have an advantage you have um you know you there's there you i want to cut view. you
2: off for a second yeah. so i found a section where it, uh, it talks about the five tenets of critical race theory and this it comes from a uh, a paper done by Nicholas Daniel Hartlep at the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee Milwaukee, from 2009. And here, the five that they give uh, is number one, the notion that racism is ordinary yes. and not an ab- aberrational. And when I read this, that's the idea that uh, racism is something that happens when you're walking towards somebody on the like in you park, my mother would would discuss this, how she, she liked to go grocery shopping at, at, at night, and when she walks to her car, if somebody is approaching, she interacts with them, she says hey, how you doing? She would do that if they were black or white, anyone really especially if they were male, because she would pr- predominantly think that a man would be far more likely to assault her than a woman, but she would do it for anyone but we, the, the people who teach critical race theory would say she would be much more concerned about a man who is black more than just a white man? Even though it's it's dark, you really can't tell the difference. And then that th- that comes back later. And then two is the idea of interest convergence. That would be the idea that people. I, I think the way that they mean this, I haven't read the whole article. That people. Uh, and their interests, they convene together. So different groups of people have similar interests. So we run into this all the time where you hear from Democrats that you need to elect black leaders because they're the only ones that will have your interests at play. But then you watch somebody like Obama and you say, well, he didn't really do anything for the black community. And that would be something like candace owens's point of saying well uh, she gets asks i i saw something recently where she got asked hey are there enough black people in the country uh, in the running the in the president's office and she was like um we saw that that didn't have anything to do with whether or not black people were being protected in this country three the social construction of race so the social construction of race would be uh so, uh,
1: so interest convergence is the idea that i'm just sorry to cut you off but it's the idea that the only time black people get civil rights victories is when white and black interests converge okay Um, this is where you get a lot of the conservative critiques that um that basically it seems like all these leftists are saying they're white saviors but it it comes from this idea that well you have to have white allies otherwise nothing gets done Uh, so that's Mm. that's that's interest convergence go sorry do do you have a
2: thought on the social construction of race
1: that's number three. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) that's the thing. So the, the second one is from Derek Bell. There's a lot of different writers. The problem with critiquing a lot of critical race theory is we can say that, but not every single writer
2: Mm -hmm. Well, they're
1: going to be different
2: things to say. So like the four and five on here, their fourth one was the idea of storytelling and counter storytelling, which is exactly what you hit on earlier, which this person clearly supported the idea that people can tell stories from multiple directions. And then the fifth one here, I think is one that people are a lot more connected with today, which is the notion that whites have actually been recipients of civil rights legislation. So this would be the concept that there are certain zip codes where people that are white have been been staying in for ages because there were certain civil rights legislation put in place to allow them to get the right housing loans or to be able to buy property in that specific area and not have had any protections put in place for people who wanted the same property but were black and weren't protected uh that they it didn't matter whether they were black or white to win such a bid that type of thing
1: so social construction is um kind of goes along that that race is socially constructed and not biologically natural so the idea that human species has different groups on the basis of physical and behavioral differences there the claim is race is a complete social construction right so there's there's a good point to this obviously right um does your skin color matter no right but there are some things that race is like they'll say things like there's like no differences whatsoever, whatsoever. And it's like, well, no, there's still some like sickle cell. Like that's still something that's predominantly African-American. You see that at a higher rate there. There's still some genetic things based on that. Um, so you'll you'll see that. And again, you can read any article. Some are going to say this. Some are going to say that these are sort of just the five main tenants. Um, and the reason that I typically don't get too bogged down into that because one, it's hard to list them all and then come up with why each one of them is a problem. Because it's it's the fact that their effect is to divide. It, it, like, you know, they're saying, hey, race is socially constructed. But then they divide everything by race. So it's some writers are going to be, they're big in the social construction thing. And they won't really talk as much about the others. Others are going to really talk. That's where the, the issue, it becomes very nebulous. And which is, again, it's very correct. It's a nebulous thing. But... What happens is, is you see the ideas that come from teaching this have filtered down right and you'll see things like you know uh like ibram x Kendi is a big socially constructed thing where he, like his idea is that if there is a difference between two groups the answer is race that's that's his that's his answer it's not behaviors it's race right so white people in this country have this much wealth black people have this much wealth what's the difference race right that's gonna. that comes out of this teaching of the socially constructed and that racism is normal so you see the two tenets kind of combine to create that idea he's a critical race theory guy but he might not say that he is or he might that's where it comes out so and again, a lot of conservative arguments where they just kind of label everything critical race theory, it's not always critical race theory. It's sort of a buzzword for um, things we don't, racial statements we don't like from the left, <laughs> right? So that's, that's part of the issue there. But um, so I, I don't know if you want to finish up with anything else, Well, but that's, that's kind
2: of where I'm all set. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a good place to, to stop as far as the discussion on bringing the table of like the tenants. I think that, the, like you're saying, it's so nebulous. I think that's why it's so hard is when we talk about it in the social, uh, political atmosphere, and then we say, well, what's being taught? Well, because it, it makes sense when you talk about it as it's nebulous. So it's not being talked about in the sense that it's a subject, but it is being talked about in. The way, uh, for instance, like it would be more specifically told in talking about government, where when you talk about polarization, you might end up with somebody trying to say that one particular side is right and then use some sort of a storytelling technique around what might push them to that conclusion. And the the, the concepts of, of storytelling are so powerful that it's very easy to pass it off as this is a story, as opposed to this is teaching some of the tenets of critical race theory and it's coming out in a very specific way, but it also is very kind of wish-washy and kind of just happens. And therefore, uh, one can say, we never teach that. And somebody else can say, well, you do, but you just don't call it that. You call it teaching.
1: Right, so for example, you might see that there was, um, there was actually a case in Broward County where they just, the jury refused to convict somebody who is clearly guilty. Like he broke into somebody's house to rob them, brought a knife with him. When he caught the owner in the house, he tied her up and stabbed her 24 times. Uh, they found his DNA on the knife and all over the house. Right. They didn't convict him and it was and it was actually said by members of the jury well we don't want to send a young black male to prison ouch right that's where you can see an application of like these these sort of crt principles now nobody in that room got up and said you know i was reading you know richard delgado and um i don't think i'm gonna convict this guy like that's nobody talks like that that's one of my main annoyances with the way the left wing approaches this um, and of course, then the hilarious way that they go about it, as you said earlier, <laughs> where they they say no one is teaching critical race theory, but we're not going to stop teaching it. And like, well, are you not or are you? Um, you know that. So the conversation has to get past a level zero. And again, there are some good points. Should there be, like a lot of people are unaware of the you know the Tulsa of the Tulsa massacre, right? They're unaware of that. a lot of kids don't know about that. People should know stuff that happened in history. But the problem is what a lot of these guys will say is no, our history classes should just be teaching people about how racist we are. It's like, well, that's not history. That's not learning about, it. that's not presenting history as here's what happened. Here's this, this guy said this, here's that, right? So it's not presenting it that way. So you can see there's a difference there, but then it becomes, well, if you, if you don't want to teach, a, if you're not going to teach history my way, you're racist. So we again we, we lower the conversation below what it actually could even be. It's not, we don't even get to talking about the five tenets most of the time. Most of the time it's somebody will say, "Hey, I'm against critical race theory." And then the other person will go, no, "Of course you are, you're a stupid redneck." And then we're we're off to the races.
2: And now and we've come
1: full circle
2: where yeah. we're back to the hyperpolarization of the left and the right, but not being where we are as people.
1: Yeah. No, and they found even in Virginia the majority of the it actually they didn't they weren't they weren't concerned about critical race theory in schools a lot of those parents they were concerned about the school system in terms of they weren't protecting their kids a lot of them were like well the education's gone downhill and also we just found out that um, somebody was raping kids in the bathroom and the, and the school hit it for three months like you know that's like that is going to get a parent a lot more than critical race theory. A lot of these parents are left-wingers. They really are like, well, no, critical race theory is probably good, but hey, stop raping kids. Like that's <laughs> that's where you'll see a lot of the moms. That's where a lot of the moms were coming from. The, they, so it doesn't even have to be this, but again, it's easier to paint the right wing as, well, they hate black people. than to discuss, oh, well, here's some interesting, you know, they think this and we think this, and you present it and have the whole art discussion. It's a lot easier to go, no, 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 those guys, if you hate, if you hear, I don't like critical race theory, just substitute for, I wish I was a Nazi. There we go. Solve the problem, elections in America all set, right? That's, and that's just not, that's not helpful.
0: Yeah. And I think that pretty much concludes the podcast. We've taken it to three parts, which is something we very rarely do. Oh, it was sorry was such about an, that. No, no. Yeah. In fact, it, it was such an interesting conversation that like for example, when you said the stuff about Bill Clinton and how even Bill Clinton doesn't like Hillary Clinton, my dad was in the room and started laughing. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it was really a humorous podcast overall and also very, very informative. I learned a lot. So uh, thank you, Will and Matthew, for coming on. And yeah, to our listeners, be stay, uh, stay tuned for future episodes. And also make sure to check out Will and Matthew's podcast, Blue State Conversations, which we'll make sure to link in the description.
1: Thank you very much for having us.
0: Thanks. Thank you all,
1: and happy new year. That's
0: our show for today. Now roll the credits. High School Not So Much a Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal, Nitin Jaladanki, and Rishi Sinha. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.